Welcome to The Revolution. Welcome to an Informed Life Radio on 1150 AM KKNW and streaming live to CHDTV. I'm your host, Bernadette Pager. Um, and with me today is my sometimes co-host, the wonderful Bob Ronalds, who's joining me from, uh, are you in Washington now? I'm looking at those diplomas of your dad and grandpa. So yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. I've returned and happy to be home. Play. That's that's great. Safe journey home. That's that's good to hear. Um, before we get going, I'll say, as I always do, that the views expressed on this show are not necessarily those of our wonderful KKNW or CHDTV, and we are not giving medical or legal advice. We're just here to chat, to bring you information so that you can take it and do your own exploring and so you can make informed decisions in your own life. There's never been a more important time in history to really do your homework. Uh, Bob, there is a deluge of surface level marketing style information that we're all surrounded with. And we, and it all looks pretty good. Lots of shiny bells and whistles and, and um, ribbons to make it look good and wonderful and real, but we all have to do our work and go down the rabbit hole. And so this first hour, um, we're going down the rabbit hole of vaccines and pregnancy because we are in a state now where it's, you know, pre-COVID, it was bad enough that there were uh, shots pressed on pregnant women that weren't even licensed, that were off-label use. But now with COVID, it seems like it's being ramped up and pregnant women and their unborn children um, are being experimented on in a very, very dangerous, unethical manner that really violates every human rights um, declaration and all the clinical trial regulations. I don't understand how it can, how they're doing it. Um, but we have with us today a fabulous guest who's an expert on pregnancy. He's a 40 some year veteran OBGYN. His name is Dr. James Thorpe. Uh, Dr. Thorpe, welcome to an Informed Life Radio. Bernadette, thank you very much for having me on your incredible platform, and thank you for all you do. Oh, you know, you are so very welcome. I was just amazed that I got you. I decided I was going to show to our viewers and listeners today uh, a bit of what the CDC is educating um, OBGYNs and doctors about vaccination during pregnancy. And I was so appalled about it. It's like, I have to show the world. And then a dear friend of mine said, why don't you ask Dr. Thorpe to be on? And, and she connected us. And I was so glad for that. And you just enthusiastically uh, said yes to joining the show at the last minute. And I'm so grateful to you for that. Um, before we get going, um, Tell us a little bit about you, and then we're going to play a little bit of a video of you um, about on Tucker Carlson. So you start. Sure. sure. Uh, my name is uh, uh, James A. Thorpe, MD. I go by Jim Thorpe. Um, I'm a uh, big year. I just turned 70 years old this year. Uh, so it is a, uh, I've been in practice for 44 years doing obstetrics. Um, I've been incredibly uh, busy. 
I'm uh, as a clinician and, and also as a researcher, I've ex uh, published extensively. I probably have close to 45 or 50 publications just in the last three years on COVID-19. And I've, I've uh, served um, uh, honorably my entire career, um, especially honored by the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine International Society, and also by the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology, where I was an examiner during the 90s, and also by the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. I mentioned those three organizations because I've been voraciously attacking them over the last three years mm -hmm. for what they've done. Mm -hmm. oh, you know, real quick before we go to the video, what have you seen changes in the attitudes of professional organizations um, in what they are advising um, women are allowed over, to do during pregnancy. Over what period of time, Bernadette? Uh, give me a reference point. Or I guess, has it been decade by decade change? Um, well, well, um, you know, the most egregious uh, change has been in the last three years. It's just yes. uh, unbelievable in all three of the societies. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, I want to just say that these three societies and organizations, Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine, of which um, maternal fetal medicine, I'm double boarded. I'm OBGYN and maternal fetal medicine is my subspecialty. Mm -hmm. So the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine, the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology and the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, they're off the rails. They're crazy. Yeah. Um, they're pushing the most lethal drug ever rolled out to the public in the most vulnerable population in the world. Wow my right. pregnant women, and they're doing this today, to date, they're still doing it, despite the avalanche of lethal yeah. information. And, you know, we, we uncovered exactly why they're doing it. Yeah. And we've it, proved it with a Freedom of Information Act request. Yeah, and we're gonna get to that. So why don't we go ahead, Nathan, if you could please play for us the, the video, thank you. Is government data to compare outcomes after the COVID-19 vaccines with outcomes after the influenza vaccine and it found a 1,200-fold increase in menstrual abnormalities and a 57-fold increase in miscarriages. Wait, where's Planned Parenthood on this? Don't they care about women? There's also a 38-fold increase in stillborn or fetal death rate. Dr. James Thorpe co-authored the paper. He is a board-certified OBGYN maternal fetal medicine specialist, and we're happy to have him join us tonight. Doctor, thank you so much for coming on. These you know, to the layman, these seem like very dramatic numbers. Is that how you read them? Uh, yes, Tucker. And uh, first of all, thank you very much for giving my patients a voice. My, my views are not shared uh, by my employer, maybe not. But let's start out. One can make a very strong argument, Tucker, that the pushing of these experimental COVID-19 vaccines globally is the greatest violation of medical ethics in the history of medicine, maybe humanity. We have never ever broken the sacral sanct golden rule of pregnancy. Never ever. I, I've published extensively in my career and extensively in the last three years all on COVID. And what we've seen, this article, we're honored that I hear that it's going to be a lead feature article in a major peer-reviewed medical journal, which will be published, God willing, 
March 1st. And let me set the scenario. What we did was we compared the COVID-19 vaccine adverse events over 18 months with that of the influenza vaccine over 282 months. Now, Tucker, the uh, FDA and the CDC, this is governmental data, and they use a danger threshold. We did it exactly by their rigorous recommendations of twofold or greater is abnormal. What you said is true. We found a 1,200-fold increase in severe menstrual abnormalities, a 57-fold increase in miscarriage, a 38-fold increase in fetal death or stillbirth rates. And um, we found 15 other major pregnancy complications, all far exceeding the CDC and the FDA um, values of safety. So what, what we have is I can produce it more than 30 other completely independent sources globally that corroborate exactly our findings, Tucker. And if that's, if that's not uh, bad enough, there are, um, this is, includes Pfizer's own internal data. Unbelievable. I hope the self-appointed Defenders of Women will take notice. We appreciate your work, Dr. James Thorpe. Thank you. Wow. That is so incredible. Thank you so much for standing up and speaking out in this very challenging time. Um, I understand. Well, it, it, cost, it cost me my job. So. Yeah. And, and they didn't even have the courage to admit why they fired you. Is that, is that correct? That's correct. Um, yeah, I got a call from the CEO of Sisters of St. Mary's Health, St. Louis, um, his name was uh, Kevin Elledge on June 29th at approximately 1.05 p.m. And yeah, um, I served them. Um, I was very loved um, by my patients, by my staff, by my colleagues. I was uh, the most extensively published in the department. And I was also by far and away the lead producer uh, of revenues for the department. I saw, you know, five-fold greater number of studies than uh, some of my junior partners and the only person that was anywhere near me, I read uh, it more than twice as many as that individual. So I was a number one moneymaker for the department. And um, they, uh, he said that they decided to fire me because they were having financial difficulties. Uh, and I questioned him on that. And I said, well, that's fine. And he said, well, we'll continue to, you know, as the no cause termination clause in your contract, you can work for another 120 days and then, you know, we'll shake hands. And I said, that's fine. He goes, but we want you to take this very large sum of money that you deserve. I said, no, I, I really, if you, Mr. Elledge, if you're having problems financially, you, that's way too much money. I'm not going to take it. You keep it and continue your mission. He forced it on me, continued. And I said, nah, I, it was a, it was a collegial conversation. Um, you know, he was, it, it was, so seven minutes after that call, he sent out, or he or somebody in the system, immediately to all my colleagues said, Thorpe is immediately terminated. He's no longer seeing patients. Completely violating what he said and violating the contract, which I found very interesting. So clearly they wanted me to sign a um, non-disparagement, non-disclosure 
uh, with, contract, which I refused to do. Which was attached to that healthy sum of money that they could not afford to give you, right. <laughs> apparently, right? Yeah. yeah, this is, and you can't say this, but I can because I'm just a mama bear show host. They're acting like the mafia. This is so horrific. It's our way or the highway. And it's just, it's, it's so awful. But this is what needs to change. And, you know, by gum, we're on the road to really changing it. But I want to... Yeah? Before we move off this, I do want to make it really clear to your audience that, and we just published this, my wife, Maggie M. Thorpe, mm-hmm. she's a JD uh, and a... Um, and she's an investigative researcher. We got on last week. We found that SSM Health Systems, there are 13 hospitals, 10 of which or so I serve, took $306 million from HHS and CDC. $306 million. We published that on America Out Loud platform. It's all over my Twitter. It's gone viral. And um, it's extraordinarily, um, I'm sure, I'm quite certain they signed the exact same contract that Maggie and I proved the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists signed. And it's a contract that I have termed a contract, which I, I call the covenant with death. Because when they sign that contract, they're not allowed to deviate they have to be lockstep with the narrative of HHS and CDC. And if they're not, they've broken the contract and they have to pay all that money back, which they've already spent. Wow. Wow, this is just, you know, follow the money. It's so disgusting. Follow the money is what happens. Um, I'm going to pull up now because I want to just show a little bit of, um, of what, you know, instigated the theme of this show, I'm going to pull up the, I'm sorry, I'm not very good at multitasking. Anyway, these days I can't talk. Okay. So this is the PowerPoint that was showed. It, there, this is all video recorded. And in the show notes, there'll be, there's links to where you can watch the presentation. They like, pretty much follow the script and I don't want to give them any more airtime. Go watch it though. It's important that we all understand the lies being told. Um, so on August 10th, the CDC did a clinical vaccination guidance for pregnant people, which I absolutely oppose because only females, um, you know, it's not discriminatory to say that only females can um, give birth. Um, so, but, but this in particular, I want to focus on here, continuing education disclosure. They, in the, all of these bullet points, I think we could tear apart as far as conflict of interest and that sort of things. I'm sure there's violations. Uh, that's just my thought. I don't have proof. I didn't go down the rabbit hole on that in particular. One of the women, Dr. Nema Joseph, did disclose she's a co-investigator on a Paxlovid in pregnancy study for Pfizer. So she did reveal that, which is very concerning. Um, so, but this one, content will not include any discussion of the unlabeled use of a product or a product under investigational use, okay? They will not discuss unlabeled use of a product or a product under investigational use. Now, this is for continuing education credits and they always say something similar. Within the rules of continuation credits, no matter who's putting them on, something like this is always said. I've been familiar with this for a while. But then we go right away to discuss the objectives. And the objective, objectives were 
to discuss current CDC and ACOG, which is the, is that the American? Um, American uh, College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Thank you. Of which is captured by the CDC HHS with the covenant with death that I just described. That you just described, taking the 300 million. No, um, no, the, the ACOG, uh, SSM Health took the 300 million. Oh, gotcha. Um, the ACOG, uh, we published that last year. Uh, we got 1,400 pages uh, of, of document on Freedom of Information Act between mm -hmm. HHS, CDC, and the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists. Yeah. And 50% um, of those 1,400 pages or more were redacted. But we proved they did get a massive sum of money and wow. they signed the contract. Wow. It, it's so, so disturbing. Um, but they're going to discuss vaccination during pregnancy with a focus on Tdap influenza and COVID vaccines. Now of the three, only Tdap and only since 2022 has been licensed for use in pregnancy for protection of the infant. It's a labeled use for Tdap. It, you go look at the studies that they licensed it on, you will be appalled. It isn't even the formulation used in the United States. You know, I, I, I challenge anyone to go read these studies and see if you believe they show safety and efficacy, but, um, but the influenza vaccines, none of them are licensed for use in pregnancy for protection of the infant. And of course, COVID-19 vaccines in the United States, the booster ones, none of them are licensed at all. They are all experimental. So we go from this bullet point, we're not going to discuss the unlabeled use of a product or product under investigational use to say, we're going to talk about this. And then they go on to talk about the RSV vaccine as well. The one that is not yet just licensed for adults or 65 and older, but they have not even, but it's under consideration. The FDA is leaning toward saying, giving it a full yay for pregnant women, which is just so appalling. So I'm just gonna scroll quickly through because I wanna move to your excellent um, slides, Dr. Thorpe. So, you know, they just have this whole thing and, and you know, the recommended adult immunization schedule. Uh, Bob, isn't this uh, looking a little crowded? Isn't it looking closer and closer to the pediatric recommended schedule? It's amazing. It's getting close to the 69 doses, I suppose, of antigens. Yeah. So for those of you um, audio only on the current CDC adult recommended schedule for ages 19 and older, they list the COVID shots, the Hib shot. That just shocks me. I never heard the HIB for adults. Hepatitis A, hepatitis AB, hepatitis B vaccine, the HPV vaccine, several flu vaccines, MMR, meningococcal for serogroups ACWY, meningococcal for serogroups B, pneumococcal conjugate, pneumococcal polysaccharide, tetanus and diphtheria, and of course the combination Tdap, these are all approved, um, varicella vaccine and the uh, zoster, which is your shingles vaccine. That's that's what they're up to now. Uh, the adults are looking almost as pin cushiony as, um, as the children are. Uh, I'm going to skip through some of these hang, th things, but we'll just kind of land here on on a this um, vaccine safety during pregnancy bullet points. And um, Dr. Thorpe, we'll just quickly go one through one, and then I believe that your slides are going to address these. So bullet one, it says Tdap influenza and COVID vaccination before and during pregnancy is safe, effective, and beneficial to both the pregnant person and the baby. No. Do you have information to dispute this, sir? Absolutely. Awesome. Um, 
it's my opinion that they're all contraindicated. I've looked at all of them. And listen, I'm a, I'm a Air Force veteran. I, I'm a, you know, I've done all my vaccinations and more. I was never an anti-vaxxer. And also, confession, I pushed vaccines in pregnancy until about 2010 mm. when I kind of wisened up. I looked, there's a nice rationale that they plead for using Tdap at 28 weeks or 30 weeks in pregnancy. But the fact of the matter, um, it's completely fraudulent. That there's no outcomes data. They're, the reason why they're pushing it is why? Because the, the, the Tdap in the newborn failed. It didn't work in the first year of life. So their theory was that, okay, well, it took a year for the Tdap to work after birth. It never worked. So let's just give some a mom at 28 weeks so the antibodies will cross into the fetus and protect the baby. There's no data to support that. And no. by the way, why would you ever give Tdap? Why not just pertussis? So it's a complete chicanery. It's complete fraudulence, just like with all the other vaccines. Women out there, patients, please listen up. Don't ever take a vaccine in pregnancy. Don't ever take a vaccine in pregnancy. Do not take the COVID-19 vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's the dangerous drug that's ever been rolled out in the history of medicine. Do not take the influenza vaccine. Do not take the Tdap vaccine. They're contraindicated okay. in pregnancy. Strong words, Dr. Thorpe. Thank you for saying that to Seattle. Yeah, and and um, all of the global listeners on CHD TV, this is so fantastic. You know, enough of them. They just go on and on. And one of the things that they get to is they talk about how to convince hesitant pregnant women to get these shots. And they say that the women are concerned about safety, safety for the baby, um, and the the coercion technique that they use is. Um, let them know that the baby really needs it, that they need to do this to protect. They I'll, use fear. I'll address that. I'll address that on my slides. Okay. My wife and I have published extensively on that. If you go to America Out Loud, I think we probably have 12 articles uh, that really focus on that. Yeah. Uh, Maggie uh, Thorpe and Jim Thorpe. Yeah. Um, Dr. Thorpe, do you want to go ahead and share your slides again, because I don't see them available. Yeah, I can them? put them, I can pull them up. Um, yeah, go ahead and pull that up and, and I'll make them live and we'll just go through yours. This will be uh, so good. So, you know, one of the things that we need to do of the myriad things that need to be done is, you know, we've got this captured information system that sends all this dangerous, fraudulent information to the whole medical community. Um, and so how on earth do we, oh, let's see, it's not. Does um, that come up? I think it might still be loading. I'm not, it's just a blank screen for me yet. So maybe it will be um, coming up. Did you do it exact same way you did before? I did. Let me try it again. I'll stop okay. this. And okay. Let's see if I share screen. Um, um, screen, sharing uh, screen. Is yeah. So in particular, what I really don't understand, Bob, do you remember early on when the shots first came out, we were watching the Washington State Department of Health Vaccine Advisory Committee live stream. And in that um, stream, they were one of the questions was, uh, what do we say to pregnant women? 
And they say, well, you know, there's no no really studies on pregnant women. But, you know, if you get the vaccine and you happen to, to be pregnant, I think they kind of want you to um, I, th I think they want you to report. They've got some registry. So if you get it while you're pregnant, they say laughingly. Report did, you, it. did you get my screen share? It's um, yeah. Let me see if this will work here. It's, um, for some reason, um, it worked before the show. Yeah, I'm. I'm not seeing it. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll try it again. Um, yeah. Present. Get, get, I'm um, really hoping we get it because it's such an awesome presentation. And then if we don't get it, maybe our wonderful engineer who knows all the tricks can figure out um, how to work, uh, get it working for us. So the the offhandedness with which they um, no, it's it's still showing blank. Nathan is asking you to please email the slides to him, and he's prevented, provided in the chat the email address. Uh, that won't that won't work. Is I've it got, too big? Yeah, too many slides. So it's very strange that it worked fine. Um, stop sharing. Yeah. Me, well, you know, maybe it's enough if you just look at them yourself, and let's just talk about sure. the points. You go ahead and tell I'll us try, the points uh, as we move through it. Um, one more thing here, because this uh, I do remember that Bernadette where they it was an offhanded way that they just said oh yeah well yeah. you know there's not any harm that we could say. well let's let's start out uh, let me start out on my timeline and i'll just look at um my my slides here let's okay let's begin the timeline when there was obvious fraud um and let's go back to 2020 in 2020 okay what what happened was that by may the lancet journal published a completely fraudulent article. The lead author was uh, a cardiologist from Harvard by the name of Mandeep Mera. Um, it was completely faked. Um, and this was a disastrous article for the world because the Lancet published it. They allegedly had 90,000 patients from multiple continents, all of which had COVID and all of which were treated in a, a study with, yeah. uh, with hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. It was a complete fraud. We all knew it but they said it was dangerous and it shouldn't be used, which was a complete lie because I've used it in pregnancy for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I have a screenshot that, uh, that the CDC and uh, HHS bragged about the safety of it, hydroxychloroquine in pregnancy, in children, in breastfeeding moms. So th as soon as the Lancet published this, listen, the whole world stopped using it. Yeah. And that's, um, we have a corrupt, all the medical journals are corrupt. Now listen, those authors and the Lancet are responsible for uh, killing and injuring 28 million people, 28 yeah. million people, because we now know that that is, um, that, that hydroxychloroquine and the other nutraceuticals are way over 95% yeah. successful. So mm -hmm. now we go to um, a little bit later in 2020 and we go to uh, put the, the date December 14th, 2020, as a starting point of Pfizer's own internal, um, what they call the post-marketing rollout. And it was 10 weeks from December 14th, 2020 to February 28th, 2021. Very important with those dates. It, February 28th, 2021, the FDA, the CDC, the HHS had Pfizer's data it proved it to be the deadliest drug ever rolled out in the history of medicine. Yeah. Nobody can argue that. That's Pfizer's own data. 1,223 dead within mm -hmm. 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. So what did they do? 
Deputy Secretary Mark Weber, Assistant Deputy Secretary of the HHS Mark Weber, suppressed that and tried to hide it for 75 years and instead rolled out a $13 billion, uh, they call it a grant, to the major influencers of the organizations in the United States of America, including the boards that I told you about, all of them, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to push the narrative that it's safe, effective, and necessary in pregnancy, in mm -hmm. pregnant women. Um, and, and so really, um, there's many experts that suggest that, um, and, and I would probably agree with them, that the vaccine uh, has killed and injured more people than COVID-19 did. So do your math. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's uh, you're looking at uh, you're looking at uh, 48 million people who are killed and injured by their um, misinformation. So this is an abomination that, mm -hmm. that our government rolled out this information saying it's safe, effective and necessary when they knew um, yeah. that it was the deadliest drug ever rolled out. So as we go through that year, there was no safety data that um, post-marketing Pfizer 5.3.6, on page seven, it showed it was the deadliest drug ever rolled out. On page 12 was horrible obstetrical outcomes. Uh, and they weren't even supposed to be giving it to pregnant women. Right. What, right. Did, what were those pregnancy outcomes? 81% miscarriage rate by Pfizer's own data. There's was a 5.9-fold uh, in, uh, increase in fetal deaths. Mm -hmm. There was a... There was a um, there was also a almost eightfold increase in neonatal death, um, and and there was a 14% adverse event rate in the breastfeeding babies um, vaccinated. So it, it was horrendous, and that's Pfizer's own data. Now listen, the HHS and the CDC right now think back at that time they had no safety data; they had damning danger data, and then they. They try to hurry up and take a deep breath and, you know, reassure everybody that's safe and effective in pregnancy without data and while they can publish more fraudulent data. So mm -hmm. what came out in June of 2021 was the corrupt, fraudulent Tom Shimabakuro article in the fraudulent New England Journal of Medicine, mm -hmm. which um, it, everybody knows was fraudulent. They have, uh, they manipulated their data and they pushed it out with the seal of approval with all their wake woke language in it, pregnant mm -hmm. people, all this kind of nonsense, drug advertisements all over the front, the face page of the front page of that article saying that it's safe, effective and necessary in pregnancy. And um, when I analyze that data and I published it peer reviewed, they lied, they manipulated the data, they shifted denominators and they diluted the miscarriage rate um, from 82% to 12.6% by fraudulently, underhandedly manipulating the data. And then a month later, what happens is all the boards, all the specialties said it's necessary in pregnancy. Rochelle Walensky came out and announced in May that it was safe, effective, and necessary in pregnancy. Oh, get it, or you'll, you know, you'll hurt your baby and hurt yourself. Nonsense. Uh, Pinnell's at all. Um, a maternal fetal medicine from University of Texas, Houston, published the definitive study 
Pregnancy doesn't put you at risk. It lowers your risk for dying from COVID. It lowers it by a third. That's Beth Pinnell's MD uh, and mm-hmm. colleagues. So then by September of that year, then the boards come out and say, you spread misinformation, we're going to destroy your career. Unprecedented in mm-hmm. the history of medicine. This is not academia. Mm-hmm. This is fascism. This is totalitarianism. Yeah. This is purposefully trying to kill and injure the most vulnerable patients, my patients, globally. That's what they've done. It, it, that's what I'm holding them responsible for. Yeah, it's impossible really to see it any other way. The only other answer is an absolute callous disregard for human life so that they were handing the American public and pregnant women and unborn children over to the pharmaceutical industry to use freely as as guinea pigs. I mean, either way, whether they intended harm or they just didn't care about harm because they wanted to see where they could advance these mRNA technologies, which, you know, anybody who had read any study flat up until when they released um, the shots, anybody read the data on lipid nanoparticle technology and mRNA platform technology, all you saw was, we're hopeful, but we can't figure out how to not have all these adverse events. And everything that then happened, they knew would happen. You're, you you're, you're, you're absolutely right, Bernadette. And I'll take it one step further. Listen, any OB doctor uh, with, with a brain or maternal fetal medicine doctor that knows their research like I do, um, look at one of our esteemed leaders in pregnancy, a maternal fetal medicine doctor by the name of Roberto Romero. And he's been extensively published. He spent his career on looking at the adverse effects of inflammation in pregnancy. Okay, and he's 10 years my senior, but but unequivocally his studies showed that the most dangerous thing in pregnancy is an inflama- inflammation. Listen, this is the most inflammatory substance ever used in a human being. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's taken the vaccine knows that. And I've been saying that for two and a half years Mm -hmm. on national platforms, international platforms. Nobody will debate me. Nobody Mm -hmm. will debate me on the vaccine itself, but nobody's ever debated the the proven, the statement that I observed that it's the most inflammatory substance ever known to man, ever injected. So you know it's going to, be the death knell for pregnancy. And Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. And now they're just covering it up by a myriad of fraudulent publications. I focus on the Lancet that is responsible for killing whatever 24, killing and injuring 24 million. And then the vaccine that's responsible for at least killing and injuring an additional 24 million, if not more. Mm-hmm. I, I I push that because we should have known that. They should have known that. This is, there is no debate. You don't ever break the golden rule of pregnancy. It's mm-hmm. unprecedented. It's the most egregious violation of ethics in the history of medicine. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, Bob and I are just kind of stunned at, at, at the whole thing. Throughout all of this, it has defied common sense that global health leaders, including whoever at the time was running the CDC, would step up to the podiums and say, I'm afraid, you need to be afraid, hide behind a mask, lock yourself in your house, let grandma die alone, you know, this, be afraid, there's nothing we can do. It didn't make sense 
that they didn't say, let's all be calm because fear undermines your immune system. We can get through this, America. We're, we're amazing people. We need you to get your vitamin D levels checked. Make sure you're eating right. Get out there and get fresh air. I mean, the yellow tape, that police tape around out, you know, playgrounds. I mean, the future generations are going to look back at this uh, hypnosis of people. How did some people, you know, because I, you know, Bob and I were already in the medical freedom informed consent movement. We already did not trust the FDA and the CDC and the HHS. We already saw how products moved from being tested by the people who stand to to earn billions to an oversight committee asking questions and being told, oh, we have no data, no data, no data. Oh, there's a safety signal, but we'll find out once the product gets to be used. It would go through this dog and pony show. And then once it went to the CDC to be put on the schedule, and then suddenly there's a poster at your neighborhood grocery store that says you need to get this shot. It's safe and effective. But if you had just two months before seen the approval where they said no data, no data, no data, right? You know, and so we knew that going in. And so when you're already awake to waiting, seeing the propaganda, it, it, you know, and then you couldn't get people to listen to common sense. I lost people who are, I felt were some of the smartest people that I knew that were just amazing kind people. And I would try to send them a study on a mask. And and they they unfriended me and did 30 year friendships yeah. over the science over masking. It was just absurd. So in, um, in families too. In families too. So um I want to keep us uh mindful of the time. We've got a little less than 20 minutes. So um what else do you have your your slideshow is attempting to load i keep trying to see if it's all the way there and it's not yet but it looks like it's uh, attempting to load that's all right uh, it'll 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 be c completely loaded at about the time we end this discussion yeah so well will would it be okay if we made it available uh, to people who visit sure. our substack page and website sure absolutely fantastic um, so I'll yeah i think that um Another really alarming statistic, and by the way, let me tell you that after the Lancet uh, and the New England Journal um, together uh, committed, uh, killed and injured about 48,000 or more people globally, um, you can't ever trust a medical journal again, ever, ever, ever. So everything that's been published since then use it for toilet paper, throw it away. You're more, uh, you can go to the grocery store tabloid and you can read more truthful information on one of those grocery market tabloids than you can medical journals. Um, and I, and I mean that I'm not, I'm not being flippant. I mean that yeah. Listen, well, the, the, the editor in chief of the New yeah. England journal of medicine, Eric Rubin. I'm, I mean, look at what he said at the FDA, uh, voting committee to yeah. push the vaccine and five to 11 years old. We don't have any safety data. We just roll it out and see what happens in the children. Yeah. We won't know how safe it is until the children begin to use it. Well, Eric, that, <laughs> that's what he said. Eric, yeah. are, are you happy? Now we know what you did. You took, uh, you killed and injured a lot of innocent children when you, they never needed it. There's never been a death, never, ever mm -hmm. been a death in the United States of America that we can find from a child with COVID, a normal child with COVID. Mm -hmm. There may be a very few that have severe comorbidities, 
but he took the incidence of uh, myocarditis in children from one in a million to 25,000 per million, 2.5%. He killed wow. and injured a lot of people, a wow. lot of innocent children. And a lot of children are yet to die because of the heart damage that, that they're living with daily. It's just a matter of yeah. time. This is absolute uh, insanity. Our whole yeah. government is off, off the rails. They're totally corrupt, totally captured. All the medical journals are captured. We should have known that. The, mm -hmm. the former editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine, Dr. Marsha Angle, A-N-G-E-L-L, uh, -L, Google her, look at her up. She was saying this 20, 25 years ago, yeah. how corrupt all the medical journals, and she resigned. Yeah. And she made a big stink and said, throw it away. They're yeah. all captured by the pharmaceutical industry. And she was right. And yeah. this is what, this is where we're at now. Yeah, I've got some books on my shelf that are about the fraud and they're they're decades old that they could see it then. And it's it's really concerning. I mean, buckle up, everybody. And um, the censorship in the second hour, we're going to focus on some of the censorship going on that's getting worse. You know, people feel like they've got a little bit of a breather now from COVID because they're just hearing it at the fringes of their lives. They have no idea that this noose of censorship is is completely increasing and we're going to be talking um, about some of that in the second hour um so it you know you, it, it is beginning I, I was talking to a friend recently um about you know who you can trust and and she was saying something about like a homeless guy um stealing you know going stuff and stealing stuff and it's like you know what i would rather put my trust in an honest crook He's on the street, he's stealing stuff, he's admitting he's stealing stuff, and he's not pretending that he's not stealing stuff. I have more respect for that person than somebody who's in an elected office or an editor of a journal who is pretending to do good things right. and stealing your health and stealing your child's health. I got no respect for that. And, if and you're that's, a crook. That's, you know? that's a good point. And that's the difference between, think about this, what you're talking about is a complete lie is not as dangerous as a partial lie. Yeah. Oh, it's exactly. a lot more. And, and that's how the American people were hoodwinked because that was the largest psyops fifth generation warfare campaign that they rolled out mm -hmm. in 20 early 2021 by HHS deputy secretary, assistant secretary of HHS, Mark Weber. Mm -hmm. And and he put out this whole thing, you know, let's go for the low hanging fruit. They targeted my pregnant women for two reasons. They targeted all women for two reasons. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. It's very brilliant marketing strategy that Mark Weber bragged about. Number one, women are, no offense, Bob, but we don't make even doctor husbands, um, you know, male husbands, physicians, we don't make the de decisions of health in our family. In family our wives do. Part. All mm -hmm. the wives do. And mm -hmm. that's globally. So over 90% of healthcare decisions are made by a woman. Yeah. And that's why they targeted women because of, and that's why they targeted the American College of OBGYN. They're mm -hmm. brainwashed. They're woke. They're fascist. They're not academicians. There's nothing academic about these organizations anymore. They're totally demonic, mm. uh, evil, Satanist, corrupted. <laughs> They're horrible people. And what I've experienced in uh, the people I've seen who got the shot, they don't want to be wrong then. They are committed to the fact that they've been injected with the Kool-Aid 
and they just have a really hard time admitting. And, and there are some very strong people out there that have admitted like, yes, I did get injured. This is what's happened. Obviously that we've had on, on a radio show, we've had some extremely injured folks, bless oh, their yeah. hearts. Oh, yeah. These little I, nagging I, things as the spike protein starts to wreck certain organs and break your body down. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Long -term effects. Absolutely horrible. And um, to continue to push this in the face of this avalanche, you know, uh, earlier in, 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 April, look at the maternal mortality statistics. They're, they're skyrocketing. And mm -hmm. I can tell you in part why they're skyrocketing, because of the vaccine. Yes, mm -hmm. they rose a little bit in 2020, um, but they really jumped up in 2021. Massive increases, unprecedented mm -hmm. increases. You know, listen, maternal mortality is defined as a mother dying in pregnancy or 42 days after the pregnancy. That's what maternal mortality is. And we measure it in terms of 100,000 live births. This is unprecedented. I've never seen this in my career. Um, yeah. the, my entire career, uh, maternal mortality rates have dropped and now they're skyrocketing. And, and I know why they're skyrocketing because moms are dying from the vaccine. I've seen it. I've talked to obstetricians all over the world. The, the uh, risk of severe hemorrhage afterwards is off the charts. Mm -hmm. Never seen anything like it before from every obstetrician who has eyes to see and ears to hear. Same thing all over the world. Yeah. Their immune systems are compromised. So they, they're having very severe early onset preeclampsia. So the number one contributors to maternal mortality before all this uh, a pandemic and, and fake vaccines started was really, you're looking at high blood pressure, uh, sepsis and hemorrhage. Well, all three of those are dramatically increased with a vaccine. Mm -hmm. I've never seen so many severe early onset cases of hypertension, preeclampsia in pregnant women in my life, mm -hmm. never. And the same thing with hemorrhage and, and they're all immunocompromised. So they're at much greater risk for infection. It's a recipe for disaster, but you know what? It's not even the the uh, vital statistics and, and the department of the CDC reported that. They acknowledge it, they put the graphs, they don't even mention. They don't mention it. They just put it up there and walk away and don't say anything. It's just, it just shows that, you know, marketing messages, the whole world is being run by marketing messages, social engineering, social marketing. I mean, you can take, we've got an article that's a couple of years old now on Informed Choice Washington, all about social engineering. You know, here's the textbooks, you know, and just this mindset of steering people. But let's, let's spend our last few minutes talking about solutions. Once one step in the right direction are individuals like you brave and bold enough to stand up and do the right thing, even at the risk of your own career. And you join the ranks of my heroes and the people that I respect who've made that journey. So hopefully others will see what you have done and they know if they do this, they can again, look them, their eye themselves in the mirror in the morning without shame. They know if when their time comes to meet their maker, they're going to go up, not down. <laughs> I mean, um, we need, this can end tomorrow if every physician and nurse and everybody working in the medical system, who knows you are speaking the truth, 
Dr. Thorpe, if they would just stand up publicly, we yes. could end this. Well, so, this is exactly why um, my firing was a gift from God on a silver platter, because this is all out there and I'm calling them out by names. I, I've got 50,000 followers. I've got, I've, this is my fourth or fifth uh, public interview. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm calling the Sisters of St. Mary's uh, health system that took over $306 million and most likely fired me because I was exposing um, the dangers of the vaccine and my high profile, you know, uh, stance on uh, Tucker Carlson and in the U.S. Senate. Um, mm -hmm. They didn't want to fire me. I was their number one moneymaker. But somebody from HHS called them up and said, fire Thorpe or you're going to have to pay back that money probably is what happened. And, you know, it's not just me. It's many other physicians. Yeah. You know, Dr. Rennie Moon at University yeah. of Washington State University School of Medicine. Yes. He was fired on the same day. Yeah. So as the American people are voting with their feet, even though they won't tell you, Rebecca and Bob, they're voting with their feet. Mm -hmm. The vaccine uptake is horrible. Look at Pfizer's stock chart. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. They've, they know it's dangerous. They know it's dangerous, but they won't come out. And here's what I say to to my um, former, my, my, the employees of SSM Health, the former employees that were fired, um, all the staff, and I said, be bold, step up, mm -hmm. step up and be bold. And any patient, not only in the SSM Health system, but all the healthcare systems, because look at Maggie and I found that there's over, there's almost 421,000 hospitals and physicians that have been compensated $178 billion. And that's published in our last, just the article that went viral this past Saturday on America Out Loud. Wow. Those are all confirmed numbers. So listen, um, patients don't ever go into the hospital without talking to the nurse, the um, doctor, or the administrator and ask them, are you willing to lose your job to save my life. And uh, I can guarantee you that 95% of them are not, they're not willing to do it. Many of them have agreed with me, but they can't, they remain silent because they know they'll get fired. And um, so this is a horrible, horrible situation. Um, if, if all of you at SSM Health, um, you know, raise up and ask, ask Laura Kaiser, and ask Mr. Elledge, did you take $306 million? And if you did, was there a quid pro quo? Did you sign the covenant of death like we proved that the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists did? I, we haven't got a Freedom of Information Act, but I'll, I'll tell you what, they're sure acting like they did. This is exactly how they act. Wow. So I, I'm showing people America Out Loud. So um, what exactly is this website? It is AmericaOutloud.news. I do encourage people to check it out. This is another great place for you to go explore, read in-depth articles. Um, you can look if, up Dr. James Thor. Go ahead. If you, if you Google, if you just go America Out Loud, uh, Jim, uh, Maggie Thorpe, Jim Thorpe, ours will pop right up. Okay. I'd love for you to do that okay. because this thing went viral. Um, it was just published on Saturday, and I think there's been over a million views um, on multiple different platforms. Okay. And, and, and also, uh, I, I, my understanding is that the populace of St. Louis are going, um, are very, very upset. 
over finding this out. It, it's taken a long time, hasn't it, to get to this point, but I feel like we're getting there, that Americans are figuring out how to be Americans. It's just not um, popping up for me quickly, unfortunately. Um, but we'll make sure that everybody does get that link. Um, so we encourage people to go to our Substack. Um, informedchoicewa.org has a Substack, or you can go to informedchoicewa.org. Um, and then if you click on news, the link to our Substack is also there. Um, and we'll have links to the things that you discussed and we'll find a way to upload your slides for people and, to, and, to view. And, pl and please, um, um, for all your listeners, please um, just uh, Google on a search engine, my Substack, Freedom in Truth, Substack, Thorpe. And I've just published a uh, five-part series on the covenant with death. Um, and then two-part series on what we just published on America Out Loud. The second, uh, that's a two-part series, and the second was just published today. Freedom in Truth, Substack, James Thorpe. It'll okay. come right up. Fabulous. I do believe that I, I have found that that I can share here. And um, let's see, we're getting down. Oh, one minute left to go. So I think we're going to be just about out of time. There goes Dr. James Thorpe and Bob Reynolds. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. You can come on anytime. Um, Love to. Thanks for having me. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Oh, you are so welcome. So you've been listening to an Informed Life Radio, 1150 AM, KKNW and CHDTV. We will be back in just a few minutes. If you're looking for a publication that delivers honest takes and critical insights into the issues of our day, then look no further than The Flame Paper. The Flame Paper is written for the people, by the people, who aren't afraid to challenge a mainstream narrative, be it health care, voter fraud, political correctness, or even the one world government. The Flame is full of timely articles, reports, and expert advice written by freedom-loving, truth-telling experts, journalists, and concerned citizens. To subscribe, go to The Flame USA. During this unprecedented response to an infection outbreak, it has been made very clear that shutting down lives and businesses is not sustainable or repeatable. We've also learned that it's unnecessary. Treatments exist and always exist. For 99% of the population, nutrients and oxidative therapies that support the immune system and improve symptoms are always available to address viral infections. For the less than 1% who need more, inexpensive, unpatentable drugs can be added to the nutrient therapies to improve outcomes. It's time each and every one of us empower ourselves with this knowledge. We need not ever bring our lives to a halt again. We can both save lives and retain the liberty that nourishes us body and soul. Learn more at healthyimmunitynow.org. That's healthyimmunitynow.org. Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization that advocates for healthy immunity, medical freedom, and fully informed medical consent. The right to make medical choices without coercion is fundamental to our civil liberties and a basic principle in all human rights declarations. To learn more, tune in each Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. to an Informed Life Radio and visit the website informchoicewa.org. It's time to take a stand for medical freedom. Go to informchoicewa.org today. We need a revolution. 
Hello and welcome back to an Informed Life Radio on 1150 AM KKNW and CHDTV. I'm your host Bernadette Pager and here with me is Bob Reynolds. Um, Bob, that first hour with Dr. Thorpe, wow, huh? That was amazing. It's just, he's so emphatic with his warnings and it completely, uh, I don't want to water down his message of warnings to uh, to mothers to don't be vaccinating with these COVID shots, let alone other vaccines. Now he's completely uh, against all of that. Especially during pregnancy. That sniff test of if he's even half right, the warning should be enough to keep you away from these things. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I feel his frustration. I, I feel I can really understand he's been trying so hard to just uh, abide by his oath of first do no harm, of doing the best for, you know, by his patients. And it's it what's so infuriating, Bob, is, is that it just it defies common sense. You know, you want to just talk to anybody at the CDC and say, but you have no safety data, no long-term data. There were no controlled clinical trials in pregnant women. They didn't even have the controlled trials in animals, right? I mean, so how how on earth? I just don't under, you know, I mean, this just shows, though, the systemic capture. And it's like Dr. Thorpe said at the, at the top of the hour when he joined us is that um, you know, when that Lancet came out and, and published a, com- a fraudulent study about hydroxychloroquine that had a completely fraudulent database, there were a couple completely fraudulent um, studies put out there about um, hydroxychloroquine and I believe about ivermectin. And then some of the, the trial designs were so absurd, designed not only to fail, but in some cases like the hydroxychloroquine cases, they were they were designed to harm Um the dosage that they used was just absurd, but it, it's, it's overwhelming at times, isn't it? Where we are and we're, we're going to be overwhelming our, um, our listeners yet again, but I think we've got a scrappy bunch of people that tune into the show and who know that knowledge is power and they've, they're already on the road, Bob, to, um, you know, finding that parallel system, uh, you know, finding those doctors and nurses who've stepped away from the corrupt mainstream and setting up shop on their own. I think a lot of people would rather go see, say, uh, Dr. Paul Thomas, who is no longer, he's a doctor, no longer licensed in Oregon. However, he's a health consultant and he can, you know, it's his legal right to, um, you can consult with him over health issues. He can't prescribe drugs, but he can certainly advise you with all his worldly wisdom as a pediatrician for decades. I think there's more and more people wanting to go find, you know, to me, it's a badge of honor. If you're not being investigated, if you're in a, in a particular state where the licensing boards are going after doctors and you're not one they're going after, you're doing something wrong. I don't trust you. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not loud enough. You're not doing it right. Let's all step up. Cause yeah, it can happen. And you know, you, uh, You've been doing some traveling, Bob, and you recently went to, um, I mean, what we're talking about really is once people get red pilled, they need to, they need to speak up. And, and so I want to share with um, 
I'm going to share the screen of just this event that you kind of stumbled upon. You didn't even know you're going to be able to go to this. And then you find yourself, holy cow, here I am. This is cool. Yeah, right. Horrible planning on our parts. We were yeah. focused on uh, uh, family things. But in the middle of Des Moines, uh, it was a Mickey Willis email that came out on the Friday before. Mm -hmm. That's like, oh, yeah, don't forget the Red Pill Expo in Des Moines in August. Des Moines, oh. Iowa. Yeah. Right in the center of Iowa. So we just happened to be traveling through and we had to change our plans completely, but we made it work out and we were able to go. And it was amazing. Uh, with a little more planning, we probably would have been able to hook up with some people we know in the 500 person audience. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it, this thing's been going on for quite some time, right? Uh, I, I think so. I, I wonder, I'm going to look at this, our mission, because oops, I just unshared it. And that's my bad. Um, because I've heard of this for a long, even pre-COVID, you know, so many things that I heard whispers of pre-COVID or were involved with, they've just like risen up and become, and don't you just love it, Bob, when you get people who say they start telling you things that you've known for a decade and that you've tried to tell the world and nobody would listen. <laughs> now they're trying to tell you it, it's kind of awesome. Um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It, it is. It is a good thing. So um, the mission of the Red Pill it says the Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. Our purpose is to help truth seekers understand how the world really works, contrary to commonly held illusions. The visionary of this movement is G. Edward Griffin, author of numerous books and documentary films, including the famous expose of the Federal Reserve, uh, the creature from Jekyll Island, and also and who, um, by the way, uh, Senator Frank Nicely here in um, Tennessee, always you go to his office, it's going to tell you, you got to read this book. Um, and also World Without Cancer, the story of vitamin B17. And you know that vitamin B17, now I got it, I'll look it up real quick. I'm pretty sure that's the vitamin that is in apricot seed kernels and in um, some other uh, I'm pretty sure that's one that Amazon says now um, is misinformation. And if you write about it, we're going to take it down automatically. YouTube. Yeah. Or YouTube. YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. Yeah, you're right. Um, so the mission of the expo and the university is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. In other words, we are here to dispel the illusions that often shroud the most important aspects of our lives. You know, and, and Bob, it, it's so devious and genius, evil genius, that decade, about a decade ago, and for sure, I know I've talked about this on the show before, like 2015 is when 16 began to see it, 17, 18 began to have university courses on misinformation. And to educate the world that misinformation is growing and it's coming from the likes of you and me, but trust your government. Trust the scientific journals that Dr. James Thorpe just pointed out committed such scientific fraud and continue to publish fraudulent papers. And they're all, you know, trust them, right? So everything was woven in. And all of these, I'm not saying that everybody is knowledgeable that they're perpetrating fraud, but the systems are caught up and really good people are caught up. But by gum, what does it take to open their eyes, Bob? What, you know, we're seeing some people more and more come to our side. We never lose anybody. We only gain people. 
But if they haven't been awakened yet, I'm wondering what will awaken them at this stage. Any ideas? No, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty scary thought thinking, oh, we want another pandemic maybe to wake more people up. I, I don't. Obviously. Well, they're going to bring us one. I mean, it's not a matter of what we want. Um, but I guess it's human nature that we we learn better by experience than we do by people telling you. The intellectual processing of the data doesn't resonate as much as um, experiencing something where you witness with your own eyes. Um, have you ever, outside of COVID, had a relationship in your life where somebody looked at you in the eye and said seemingly so honestly something you knew was a blatant lie? Have you ever had that experience? Once that Once. I can recall right now. Yeah, I, I've had it a couple of times. And when it happened, because I'm, I, I so believe in the goodness of the human soul here, you know, and I, I trust probably more than I should people. Um, it really shocked me. I mean, it's like a kick to the stomach. You're looking at them and you know, I mean, it's like to the blatant lie and they don't know, you know, they're lying and you're looking at them and just so shocked. And then you begin to stand back and everything becomes crystal clear. It's like you put on glasses. And you can see that's the red pill, blue pill analogy, right? If you, mm. if you take the blue pill, you see the world around you, the illusion. If you take the red pill, suddenly the illusion is stripped away and you see what is real. Um, and uh, yeah. Well, so, I can only theorize, but maybe the, the pandemic and, and think how loud these doctors' voices are now compared to 2019, when we would struggle to scour the newspapers for just one article that we can yeah. talk about and then show that to the Department of Health, perhaps. Yeah. Now we have too many articles. We have too many things. We oh, want to do them now. But I, I, I just up. think that um, it, it's this warning that people have feel, okay, fine. Okay. I've made it through the pandemic. I still have my job. My family's still together for the most part. Now let's heal up a little bit. Okay. That was the warning. You know, I, I played along with that one, but I won't do it again. Let's yeah. see what the next messaging and narrative yeah. is. Let's see how they could maybe convince me the next time I'll be more skeptical next yeah. time. And that's maybe what's going on. And it, we're starting to see signs of the a panic in New York again with new variants floating around. Right. So, yeah, it's really an interesting dynamic right now because we've got some really good lawsuits moving through the courts and initial uh, messaging um, like the fourth – amazing 4th of July stay on the um, with the Missouri v. Biden on the censorship, the, um, you know, them giving orders to social media to censor and that wonderful uh, ruling that he made. I mean, and then the trial now is going on and that's looking good. I mean, just trial. And then Patty Finn in New York has got a couple amazing cases that are moving forward. Um you know, about uh, COVID mandates and where the mandates came from. And this is really important because even though the mandates are no longer in existence, the very fact that the mayor issued them is absolutely still important because he said he'll do it again. So, you know, that has to go forward. It's like Inslee has, you know, he's got no qualms and, you know, I know he's not going to run again, but we've got I'm not liking who's coming up to fill his shoes, likely to win in Washington. And that, and, you know, 
Uh, we try. I, we shouldn't get political on here. The views expressed are just ours as citizens and not as nonprofit hat-wearing individuals here. This is just us yapping, but um, yeah, it's it's very concerning. So the people who hold that office, the office office of mayor and governor and and employers, they have to be brought to court and held the task so that they know they cannot do this ever again. And it looks as if some of these cases are very, very strong. It, of course, doesn't save the people who got the shots under duress. But moving forward, we hope, really hope it does. But what's going on, Bob, is they're finding ways around. Because, you know, we know this is global. We know that they're attempting using fear um, with these various fear techniques out there, attempting to give us to hand over our freedom so that we could be tracked and traced and monitored and controlled and injected at will um, so that the globalists can do what they want. We know that that is what's happening. And we're winning in the courts. So now they're, they're, they're setting up the game so that they don't need to be violating our rights. I still think they are, but I'm not sure what the legal argument would be. And so what I'm leading up to is the brand new YouTube um community guidelines. Okay, so we're going to, we're going to take a look at this, um, Bob, and we're going to spend a little bit of time uh, talking about these community guidelines. Let me go here. Um, because they're very concerning. And what I see is rather than having communications actively with the White House and whoever's in the White House, uh, the CDC and the FDA and the NIH and the FBI and the CIA and, you know, all of those, rather than taking government information about who to censor, they are just going to adopt that consensus medicine and anything that they deem an authority, like the CDC says, that's gospel. And if you say anything otherwise, we're going to take you down. I think what they have created here, and I think it could be argued before court, that they just decided they are going to be a volunteer arm of the United States government. Anyway, so let's start here with the lovely term misinformation, and let's kind of read through this here. This, again, is YouTube's new community guidelines, misinformation policies. Certain types of misleading or deceptive content with serious risk of egregious harm are not allowed on YouTube. This includes certain types of misinformation that can cause real-world harm, certain types of technically manipulated content or content interfering with democratic processes. If you find content that violates this policy, report it. What do you think about that? Report it. Instructions for reporting violations of our community guidelines are available here. If you found multiple videos or comments that you would like to report, you can report the channel. You know, how long before entire channels come down? Um, anything that's remaining, you know, you, we wonder about Informed Choice Washington. They've already taken, what, four of our videos down, Bob? Um, yeah, certainly none of our current videos and all of the events we've been holding with multiple doctors, uh, they're not putting, allowing those up on the. There, there are some that are still up. And so um, it's interesting that they haven't all come down yet. Uh, certain ones, I think they do certain search terms that so the one with Klingheart that had been up for years recently came down. Right. Um, 
Yeah. So let's take a look a little bit here. Educational, documentary, scientific, or artistic content. We may allow content that violates the misinformation policies noted on this page if that content includes additional context in the video, audio, title, or description. This is not a pass to promote misinformation. We may make exceptions if the purpose of the content is to condemn, dispute, or satirize misinformation that violates our policies. We also allow personal expressions of opinion on the above topics as long as they don't otherwise violate any of the policies outlined above. What do you think? What, what is that saying to you? Can you share those details for those who are watching online? Oh, I'm I, sorry. I thought I did. Thank you. Um, yeah, let me make that a little bit bigger there. Um, so this says to me that artistic, like, um, songs, there's been some amazing artists that have been doing some amazing protest songs. It sounds to me that they now, if they don't have additional context in the video, that in some way shows that they're like, uh, satirizing the misinformation rather than supporting what they're deeming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you, you just wonder about some of these brilliant artists and comedians. Um, we'll have to watch to see if they come down. It's almost like they're maybe making a landing place, safe space for satire or comedy in this regard. Satire or comedy, but only if it's very clear that it agree that they are trying to say that YouTube is right and the people right. The 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 satire can't be uh, um, supporting that the CDC is harming people with these shots. <laughs> the satire has to support their the YouTube's narrative the government narrative, the CDC narrative, the satire cannot support. That's how I'm seeing it. So we'll see. It's not a, it's not a pass to promote misinformation. That's, yeah, that's what they're, that's what they're saying. Okay, so now let's look at what they're saying about COVID-19 medical information. This gets interesting here. Let me make it bigger. And they did have an election misinformation category as well, which they, we yeah, right. yeah, we can go back to that if we've got time here, Bob, as we go through this, I, I, I want people to truly understand how, how dangerous this is. I mean, this is really a massive public video platform that has decided that the government of the United States of America and the World Health Organization can do no wrong that it this is like you know youtube is now like being the kgb or you know i don't even know the right terms for when you've got an authoritarian or um communist government who runs everything i mean there's no difference if you're not going to allow dissent and conflict and difference of a scientific opinion on this platform you're just a mouthpiece for the government pure and simple so it says right here, medical misinformation policy. YouTube doesn't allow content that poses a serious risk of egregious harm. Well, Bob, they should take down anything that says the COVID shots are safe and effective. Anyway, by spreading medical misinformation that contradicts local health authorities or the World Health Organization's uh, guidance about specific health conditions and substances. 
This policy includes the following categories, prevention misinformation, treatment misinformation, and denial misinformation. All righty, so um, prevention information. We do not allow content that promotes information that contradicts health authority guidance on the prevention or transmission of specific health conditions or on the safety, efficacy, or ingredients of currently approved and administered vaccines. So they do not allow content information that contradicts efficacy or ingredients of currently approved and administered vaccines. So when we've got these independent scientists in their lab looking at the, the shots and the content and finding, um, say, the contaminant from what are those things, the plasmid contaminant from the manufacturer process, they would consider that misinformation because the CDC and the World Health Organization has not yet acknowledged that plasmids are in there, as far as I know. This is really, really concerning. Um, treatment misinformation. We do not allow content that promotes information that contradicts health authority guidance on treatments for specific health conditions including promotion of specific harmful substances or practices that have not been approved by local health authorities or the World Health Organization as safe or effective, or that have been confirmed to cause severe harm. Not sure all that's gonna catch up. You would think that wouldn't catch up ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine because they've never been proven to cause severe harm. Right, right. But I don't hold my breath at um, that they include those. And in fact, I think if we go down a little bit further, we're going to find out that, yeah. And then denial information is um, any, we do not allow content that denies the existence of specific health conditions. The, you know, so you can't say there's no such thing as cancer. There's no such thing as COVID-19. There's no such thing as, you know, um, I'm not sure quite what else they might be um, saying then, and you know, most of the people in our medical freedom informed consent movement, um, we don't deny that SARS-CoV-2 was created in a lab and then released either intentionally or accidentally. We don't deny that. We don't deny people are getting sick from this very dangerous man-made edited spike protein, do we? So. Yeah. I, yeah. And I also <laughs> noticed that, that you can't link to those other questionable sites either though. Oh, their search engine or whatever they screen looks at external links as well. Yeah, please know these policies also apply to external links in your content. So what this says to me is like people like my wonderful friend, um, who is the um, independent journalist there in Washington State. I've just gone blank on her name. It'll come to me sideways. I'm sorry, I apologize. No, I mean, not that she's not wonderful, but it, it'll come to me. Um, Oh, it's, I, she's been on my show and I've been on her show and I've just gone blank. I can see her face. Oh, Alison Morrow? Alison Morrow, bless your heart. Thank you. I've been having more of these moments. I think I need to attend to my brain health a little bit more or just not read so much because my <laughs> brain's over full. Anyway, um, she will post a little bit of her beginning of her show that is tailored to not violate any YouTube um, um 
codes or, or standards oh, or whatever you call right, it, right? right? And then says, you know, jump on over to her other platforms and she provides the links. So if she doesn't want to be taken down, she can't provide those links. She just has to say, you know where to find them. She can't even link to her own website. Wow. Yeah. Russell Brand has been doing similar on his broadcast. And of course he has yeah. millions. So this puts an end to anybody um, attempting to have have people find them on their other platforms by giving just safe snippets on YouTube, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. See, censorship is so alarming. So let's um, let's look a little further. So prevention misinformation that they call it harmful substances and practices as prevention methods. So look at this. This is so interesting. What they <laughs> the what they group together to try to um, to make you think that the good things are ridiculous. So first of all, they give the Miracle Mineral Solution, MMS. Now, I'm, I've never used the MMS myself. That's the sulfur. Is that the sulfur compound? Okay. Yeah, I, I believe that's the sulfur. I had a Saudi Arabian work colleague recommend, recommend that for me. Yeah, it's been around for a long time and people swear by it. And there's a lot of uh, information out there. I've never gone all the way down the rabbit hole on it, but if it's on this list, it's worth exploring. Well, sort of, you'll find out here. Okay. I don't know what black salve is. Do you? I'm looking it up now. I've never heard of it before. Yeah. So black Probably salve. For you. Uh, turpentine. As far as I know, no, but see here, then they throw turpentine. I mean, what the heck <laughs> is that insane? Right. Okay. So here we get to the B17. Right. That I mentioned earlier that I was yeah. thinking, that, yeah, this is the peach or apricot seeds. Ties back that, to what Red Pill University has been uh, touting for a while. Right. Within uh, apricot and peach seeds is a nutrient they call B17. Um, and I am going to give a little bit of a, uh, again, a heads up and a warning. We're not giving medical advice. I don't know much about this. I know that there is some toxicity involved in, in seeds in, in peach and apricot seeds and some others. So do your research and explore if you are going to be exploring any of these things. And, For instance, and uh, only three apricot seeds per hour. Shouldn't you have any? Okay, so that's something that you heard. That's that's good to yeah, know. So well, we, we pick some up at the event. Yeah. Okay. So natural medicine is not without toxicity, and we absolutely acknowledge that, right? So do your homework, fully informed. Find an expert to guide you uh, when you make fully informed risk benefit decisions. Now, high grade hydrogen peroxide. So there, they're going after another good because you know if you take high grade hydrogen peroxide and you reduce it down to the the safe dilution and you gargle or you do the nasal flush as guided by some wonderful practitioners and there's even the um you can nebulize and nebulize i mean the health benefits for uh upper respiratory infections well studied um antiviral and capability antiviral, yeah, anti-inflammatory. And um, so many people have um, had great relief with this, again, not giving medical advice, but it's something to study. And it's something that long-term um, old-fashioned doctor organizations um, have been celebrating for a long time. Um, 
they didn't put in their iodine, but iodine is another one that can be used in the nasal flush in the gargling. And iodine will kill a virus like in five, 10 seconds. It's just crazy. And that's where it replicates in the nose and throat. Um, FLCCC has got some good guidance on hydrogen peroxide and um, uh, the iodine. And then chelation, chelation therapy to treat autism. Um, I know that's been around for a very long time. Find an expert, do your homework. I have heard anecdotally a lot of people say their children improved amazingly improved, when they slowly but, yeah. chelated. Mm -hmm. Improved, but uh, didn't solve it. Didn't, not didn't, solve. didn't solve. But a lot of these things, they just, if you can get a little bit of improvement and for the quality of life of your child, you know, do your homework, do your research. Colloidal silver. I've got colloidal silver in my house. You've got colloidal silver. Colloidal silver's been around so long, right? No, it can knock off a cold so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one, ozone therapy. Now See, that, yeah, that really has me nervous. They have that on there. That to me is, is hide, they're hiding something. There's an active campaign to disparage ozone therapy. Ozone, any of the oxidative therapies. Right. Your your H bots, which we're going to talk about a little bit. Now, um, for those who read the show description, at least the first one, I don't know if you edited it yet, because Javier was supposed to be on today in the last minute. He was unable to make it. Um, and he's got several articles on his Substack about H bot. So um, before the end of the hour, we'll jump over and just kind of show those to uh, listeners and viewers and encourage them to read it. And we'll get Javier on here very soon to talk about HBOT and some recent discoveries. But, you know, the healing power of oxygen um, and in, in all of its therapies. Forms. I mean, ozone is O3 and it breaks down yeah. quickly and does like concentrated oxygen work. Yeah. So Big Pharma is so going after supplements, oxygen, energy work, all of these sort of therapies. Um, and a lot of times you hear them disparaged um, and they will say, they'll pick out like, oh, a study of all these supplements found 90% of them um, didn't even contain what was on the label. Well, that may be true. There may be a lot of bad products on the market but that doesn't mean that that herb or that vitamin, if you get it from a, a reliable source and you actually get that herb or that vitamin or that nutrient or that therapy, you know, they work. So, yes, the industry potentially should be cleaned up and people need to be putting their money in well-researched products. But just because a lot of scammers are selling um, bottles of vitamin C that are just lousy doesn't mean that vitamin C isn't one of the most amazing curative substances that we have, right? right. So right. that's what they do is they disparage and, and deflect and, and use all this stuff. Well, we would agree with the fact that bad products are out there, but not the fact that the substances themselves aren't fabulous. We're talking about the building blocks of human cells, the building blocks of life, oxygen, the nutrients that make up your cell, the nutrients that your body uses, vitamin A, D, zinc, magnesium, when you're sick. It's kind of like, you know, telling somebody who's going on a long drive, who starts off with a full tank of gas and plenty of oil, and they're going across the, the coast and you get to South Dakota and um, and suddenly the engine's hot. 
and the oil levels down, they say, no, no, you don't need any more oil. That's a myth. You don't need any oil. Don't put any more oil. You're not using oil. That's ridiculous. Putting oil in your car isn't going to make it run. I mean, that's what happens when you're sick and you've used up all these nutrients and you don't replenish them. What? <laughs> yeah, absurd. Um, so they have right underneath ozone therapy as misinformation, gasoline, diesel, and kerosene. I mean, it's, it, I mean, you can't make this up, Bob. Isn't this hysterical? I mean, if I was, if I was making a movie, I mean, this would have to be a comedy because what? <laughs> I, I picture that. I, I picture this list is constructed from uh, a, a certain group of people. And I know there are paid trolls. It exists. And they'll get on to certain people's websites like uh, uh, any, like a, McCullough, Peter McCullough is now working with the wellness company and working on some yeah. great supplements for people to recover through various yeah. sicknesses and, and the shot itself. And they'll start posting things onto their feeds about, and it makes the site look crazy. Yeah. Their, their comment sections look crazy. Yeah. And, and I bet you that's, that's what's happened. That has happened over, over time. We, we come on with our theories of vaccines could be dangerous. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll jump in with these other conspiracy theories to make it look right. so outlandish. Yeah, exactly. It, it brings the whole conversation down. It, it is. Yeah. To throw not gonna put gasoline on my COVID. No, no. Um, and you know, the only one instance in my entire life that I've ever heard of anything like gasoline or kerosene being used, it's from a book, um, a tree grows in Brooklyn. Do you remember that? And they made a movie of it it's from the turn of the last century. And this little girl, very poor, lives in Brooklyn. And there was lice going around and her mother didn't want her to get lice. So she would comb gasoline in this little girl's hair. I guess at the turn of the century, oh. they would do that to kill the lice. But she made her leave it on. And she was so embarrassed to go to school because she just, first of all, she's flammable, really dangerous. And she reeked of gasoline and this poor little, that's the only thing I can think of that anybody has, you know, and of course this isn't anything I would recommend. It was, you know. Well, pine tar, it, it smells a little bit like uh, a petroleum product, but pine tar is used for dandruff and. Yeah. I, I got to find out what they mean by black salve that that's funny. <laughs> so, um, okay. So here we go. I mean, this is really comical, except for that some people are going to believe it. Um, and, and lump all the things together. Like, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, yeah, obviously mm -hmm. any chelation therapy is going to be comparable yeah. to gasoline yeah. and, and lice. So guaranteed prevention information is the next thing. They're going to take down any claims that there is a guaranteed prevention method for COVID-19. Well, I mean, I don't agree in taking things down because I don't believe in censorship, but I would agree that Nothing's, you know, ivermectin works beautifully, but it's not 100%. The gargling with the iodine and um, um, hydrogen peroxide, those have really high. When they did in the hospital, like 3,000 medical workers did it, and none of them got COVID, but it's probably still just 99.9%. .9%. I don't know. I'm not giving you scientific quotes here, but. And then, so any claims that any medication or vaccination is a guaranteed prevention method for COVID 19. So. When you get a chance, I have, I'm ready to look at the Department of Health's website to tie our two topics together. Oh, okay. Their pregnancy, so, their pregnancy and vaccination webpage. 
oh. we can test it to see if it's ready to violate YouTube ooh. policies. Ooh, let, let's do that right now. Did you put the link in? Oh, you've got the link. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and and share this tab instead. Let's see if I'm doing it. Is it did I, are you yes. seeing it there? Yay. Okay, so did you do, where did it go? Okay. So this is what the Washington State Department of Health says. Let's see if they are violating YouTube's current policy. Uh, they say it's important to stay up to date on your vaccinations. If you plan to become pregnant or are already pregnant, there are specific vaccines that you and those around you will need. Need, right there, operative word, need. That you need them, okay? Uh, what can you do? Make sure your vaccinations are up to date before you get pregnant. If, uh, talk to your healthcare practitioner. I'm going through and see. Are they kind of telling you? Okay, I ha can't let this go, Bob. The COVID-19 vaccination is safe for pregnant and breast slash, slash chest feeding people. 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 Um, well, setting aside their attempt to jump the cultural bandwagon with this, there have been numerous articles and outrage that this so-called chest feeding, it requires doses of dangerous drugs that get to the baby and cause adverse reactions in the baby. And, you know, no matter what your orientation, if you love your baby, please don't expose it to dangerous chemicals so that you can do something artificially, you know, let's make sure all of our infants get access to only the most nutritious human breast milk available, right? I mean, and this is where you put your baby ahead of maybe your own emotional needs. I mean, you know, is that too crazy of an idea? Yeah. Um, Go back to this. The second bullet here. Just read this second to last in that section. Vaccinations you get during pregnancy help keep your baby healthy until they get their own vaccinations. Not written in the page. They're implying a baby has zero immune system. Mm -hmm. That is absurd. That is a complete yeah. fallacy and nothing is transferred from mom yeah. to baby. It's yeah. just horrible claims right there. I don't know how that's allowed. Right. And they, you know, they walk it closer and closer. I know if we, um, the the problem here though, Bob, is they- We're not specific too. They consider this to be, let's go see what their pregnancy and va vaccination FAQ um, is. They're a lot of times very careful with their language. And then now YouTube is also considering them the authority. <laughs> um, let's look at COVID-19. Can you get a COVID-19 vaccine with other vaccines? Are you seeing this? Yes. Okay. Their answer is yes. You can get a COVID vaccine and other vaccines, including a flu vaccine at the same visit. Well, this is misleading information because they don't tell you that they have not been studied together, that there's no safety data to say it's safe to get the COVID vaccine by itself or with others. This is just, what they're saying because the ASIP said it and the ASIP said, we've got no data, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> right. I'm right. not making that up. People go watch the ASIP meetings. That's what not they said. Everybody died. Only some of the people died. Yeah. Here we go. Are the COVID-19 vaccines safe during pregnancy? They say the science says yes. And they immediately flip over to Dr. Thorpe's association, to the ACOG. American college 
of obstetrics and gynecology. Yeah, the the associations that have what the evidence tells us. Yeah. So, ugh, yeah, I'm going to stop sharing that one. And then we're going to go ahead back. So to, notice just real yeah. quick, if we follow that thread. Do you want me YouTube, to go back to it? Yeah. YouTube is counting on your local health authority for authoritative yeah. voice. Yes. The authoritative, vo vo the authoritative local health authority just referred back to the industry co-opted organization for some official uh, right. recommendation. And, round and, and round. Obviously, that's such an obvious case of the industries are running the government. That's the, right. And you find the likes of Pfizer and Merck and GlaxoSmithKline and Santa Fe and, and Moderna and all of them in there. I mean, it's all this big tangle. And Bob, every blessed step of the way, there's not a single bit of responsibility for outcome to the patients. If any of these individuals at the Department of Health, at ACOG, at YouTube, you know, in the doctor's offices, if anybody was responsible for the health outcome of the pregnant women or anybody and, and the unborn babies and the new babies from exposure to these products, if any of them were responsible in any way, none of this would be happening because they wouldn't want to take the personal responsibility. But be, this is this human beings behave abysmally. I can't say that fast in the absence of responsibility, it it just always says. So let's let's look at some general vaccine information. This really fried me too, Bob. So, vaccine misinformation. Vaccine inf misinformation. Here are um, claims that this is what YouTube says. Misinformation are claims that contradict health authority and World Health Organization guidance on safety efficacy and ingredients of currently administered and approved vaccines. Now hold on back up, approved. None of the COVID shots are approved in the United States that are being given to people. They are still all only authorized, emergency use authorized. Emergency use authorized, bingo. Right, but that you see COVID-19 in this list. These are not, these are authorized, emergency any, but they, they don't differentiate with the language. Anyway, vaccine safety, content alleging that vaccines cause chronic side effects, such as cancer or paralysis, outside of rare side effects that are recognized by health authorities. Examples, claims that the MMR vaccine causes autism. Well, of course we knew that one was gonna be on there, even though we've got growing scientific evidence of the mechanisms of action that can lead to an injury and lead to the symptoms of autism and, you know, absurd. Um, when, you know, I've been doing all the talking, Bob. You, you pick it up. Read bullet point number two. So they go on to say about claims that any vaccine causes contraction of COVID-19 as misinformation. And that gets into one of my anecdotal stories is I think I got COVID. I was in the presence of somebody who just got boosted. Mm -hmm. and, and I spent a dinner with that person and all three of the family members got sick. Mine lasted the worst. Uh, there's something going on. So, so what it is you're experiencing, we don't know, you know, uh, what kind of illness, whether it be actual infection, whether it be those plasmids, the bacterial sharing that seems to be going on, we don't know. But what we do know, 
and it's more subtle than that bullet point, is that the SARS-CoV, the, the, I mean, the spike protein in either wild infection or in the shot that makes your body generate, it binds the, on the CD4 portion of the immune cell and it makes you more susceptible to other infections. So if you get the shot, you've got a window of time when the spike protein has occupied your CD4 cells. And I'm not a scientist, so I'm, I, I'm hoping I got the language right. There was a study out recently with 77 authors on this massive study. I sent it to my legislators. Um, and so you might be more susceptible now to COVID. Did the shot give you? It may have caused you to contract it, right? Because it made you more susceptible to all infections. Same with flu. Flu shot has been known to suppress. I mean, that's been out there for years and they don't even deny that, or maybe they do here. Um, go ahead and read the next one. Yeah, claims that vaccines are part of a depopulation agenda. Well, yeah. Um, we really need free, open, vigorous debate on the intentions behind these shots that are harming fertility. Um, oh, go on to the next bullet point. I just well, absolutely. I'll just add the point. I mean, that ties into what Dr. Thorpe was talking about in the first hour. It may not be the depopulation agenda, but it certainly feels like it. And just, right. just there, there was no evident science or anything that has led to safe and effective claims for pregnancy. It just it, doesn't make sense. No, Why are they pushing it? It's either intentional harm or callous disregard for human life. Take your pick because yeah. it's happening. And they're not admitting it. Yeah. And, Go then, ahead. and then, yeah, tying into the next one that claims that the flu vaccine causes chronic side effects, such as infertility. Hmm. Well, <laughs> or causes contraction of, rates of infertility and death and yeah. statistics in the, in the birth. The, the second part of that, they're alluding to the studies out there that showed that those who got the flu vaccine in the season before they were exposed to COVID were at much higher risk. Of So the, the flu intake level of a nation directly corresponded with severity of COVID. There was some, this was like two years ago, this came out and so much else has pushed it aside because of the craziness. But okay, now we need to spend a little bit of time on this next point there, Bob, go ahead. Well, claims that the HPV vaccine causes chronic side effects such as paralysis. I know, you're just staggered. I mean, we... Um, there have been lawsuits won in vaccine court for injury and death caused by Gardasil, by the HPV vaccine. And um, it, it's just so absurd that you cannot, they, I mean, what's happening here, Bob? Just absolute marketing for government and pharma. They're protecting the government. I'm still waiting for more of the communications to be uncovered on yeah. the childhood vaccine schedule, not just COVID communications. Be between, I mean, what about Colton? Oh yeah, just uh, Colton, um, Barrett, was, mm -hmm. his, that was his last name? Uh, he was a dear young man, an athlete, just at the sweetest, amazing kid, uh, got the HPV vaccine and it did paralyze him and he had to be on oxygen and he was in a wheelchair. And he was such a champion. He would go to, he went to Congress. He spoke to legislators. He, he went to events and spoke. And that young man was so amazing. And, you know, then one day 
the only time they ever left him alone, he didn't want to be a burden anymore to his family. And he took his own life. Mm -hmm. I, I, I get the chills. I, I hate even talking about it, but we have to talk about it. We have to talk about the deaths and the deaths of these young people and the despair they feel every day, not every day, every week. I'm invited to Zoom meetings with people who are seriously, seriously injured and their lives are so miserable. And it seems like every week we are told of yet another victim who couldn't take it anymore. We must bear witness. Lives. We, we have to bear witness to this. It is shameful and, and sad. And then, so really everyone, this is huge. This is what they're doing um, at YouTube, shutting down real discussion and debate. This is terrifying for a free republic, for, for freedom. Um, this cannot stand. If they're doing this with health, where else are they doing this? Yeah, um, I think we, we would take issue with the majority of these postings. There are these the categories of misinformation. Yeah. Um, then we've got the claims that achieving herd immunity through natural infection is safer than vaccinating the population. <laughs> well, it started out, Bernadette, with a 99.99 whatever survival rate for those under 65. Right. So and people were getting exposed to it before the vaccine. Right. Maybe we we're on a pretty good trajectory. Right. And, you know, it, it's true for most, uh, if not all, um, at this stage of the game, I would say all vaccine targeted infections that um, the early treatment protocols and bolstering your immune system in order to acquire natural immunity is is superior for the vast majority of individuals. Um, a lot of people say, but what about tetanus, right? Because tetanus isn't communicable, but if you step on a rusty nail and you get tetanus, right? I mean, is there a natural treatment for that? Well, yeah, there's immune globulin. What if you're out in the woods and you're a soldier and you're laying in a ditch and you've got exposed wounds and you can't get to the hospital, right? What then? Well, I'm sorry to say that the studies show that if that is your circumstance, you're getting tetanus anyway because the tetanus vaccine only creates immunity in the blood. And if you, it, it is overwhelmed, if you have dirty wounds that oxygen can't get to and the blood is not bleeding out to cleanse. There are numerous, we've got a page on Informed Choice Washington about tetanus and about how it can protect and about the only place that the immunologist, um, Obukohanit, um, Tatiana Okohanich wrote about was like um, the umbilical cord blood. So if you're giving birth in filthy surroundings and the umbilical cord is cut with a filthy knife that has tetanus, then the antibodies in the blood and the umbilical cord can protect that infant. Um, so, but of course that's avoidable if we can make sure you don't give birth in filthy surroundings. Um, anyway, um, so right, the whole idea that for the vast majority of the population that natural immunity is not superior that is misinformation on their side so again it's this battle of you're misinformation you're misinformation right and you leave people so confused they don't know what to do um yeah this content, is a pretty yeah. amazing set of uh examples they have for misinformation that they'll take down for your yeah. youtube videos and yeah uh, we've seen some amazingly simple 
claims and talks and uh, different events that we've recorded and posted, and they've just not even been allowed up, let yeah. alone posted yeah. down. We've got just three minutes left. The last one, Bob, vaccine efficacy, content claiming that vaccines do not reduce transmission or contraction of disease. Okay, that's such a flat out absolute lie because the COVID shot does not prevent infection or transmission. If it works at all for a very short window of time, it reduces symptoms. They know this about the pertussis, the famous cherry study. Oops, it does not prevent infection or transmission. How can they, you know, they're saying unscientific fact over and over again in their guidelines. So did I miss something we wanted to talk about here, Bob? Well, I wanted to tie a couple things together. I mean, that that's amazing. And certainly with the way that YouTube, and those are updated criteria. Yes. Understand that? That's their newly revised versions of yep, just their misinformation policies. Mm -hmm. So I guess that environment's not very clear for posting our uh, doctors speaking, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Any of our events in Spokane or Wenatchee, we won't be able to post those to YouTube. Nope. Nope, it'll come down more quickly than ever and strikes yeah. and we'll lose the channel. And maybe it's fine. Maybe it's fine we lose the channel. I don't know. Yeah, um, but I did want to tie our Red Pill University uh, topic from the first part of this hour. Okay. To, uh, getting very excited for October 21st in Southwest Washington. Yay, and, go ahead. And Oops, the, I meant to. Patriots United, the Patriots United event here uh, has some of the speakers that they had at Red Pill University. And okay. so again, that, that two-day event in Des Moines, first day was amazing because it was almost all about healthcare and post-pandemic uh, speakers, mm -hmm. including uh, Sherry Tenpenny spoke in, in Iowa. She's now under attack by the medical authorities in Ohio. Mm -hmm. But G. Edward Griffin, uh, he's been at the battle for 40 years trying to speak truth. Maybe they're conspiracies, maybe they're not, but he's got lots of amazing data. And, and yeah. he was featured on Dell Big Tree interviewing. I mean, that, that's for our generation. Tell people where, where to go. You, we're about to be cut off, Bob. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, one uh, of the speakers. PatriotsUnitedWa.com, right? Yeah. One of the speakers I'm excited about is is Brian Artis, who I I I was gaslit by him because he talked about snake venom in the shots in the water. He has so much science to explain what he's saying. He's coming to PatriotsUnitedWa.com. Patriotsunitedlaw.com. first, and uh, we'll probably be adding an MC or another speaker who was the MC at Red Pill. Okay. Uh, Robert Scott Bell. I didn't want to say that too soon because it's not confirmed. But okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for that, Bob. And yeah, it is really important. Let's really hear what what Dr. Artis is really trying to say. I think he's been misquoted all over the place. Yep. Bob, it was a pleasure sharing this hour with you. Thank you, my friend. Um, you've been listening to an Informed Life Radio at 11.50 a.m. KKNW and CHDTV. We will be back next week. We've got authors next week. It's going to be amazing. Take care. Hi, I'm Brad Dacus, president and founder of the Pacific Justice Institute. For over 25 years, PGI's mission has been to defend religious freedom, parental rights, and the sanctity of human life. PJI has protected patients from being taken off life support and stood up for citizens around the country facing job loss for medical decisions that should be left between them and their doctor. For free legal representation and resources, visit PJI.org. 
Are you suffering from a sinking feeling that the COVID-19 pandemic is being blown out of proportion and that nothing in the news is making any sense? If so, then there is a fact-based, science-driven news show designed just for you. My name is Del Bigtree, and I am the host of The High Wire, the world's most trusted news source in digital media when it comes to accurate, science-based reporting on the COVID-19 pandemic. From COVID-19 vaccine development to mask mandates, school shutdowns to job layoffs, The High Wire goes beyond providing you with the most accurate, evidence-based investigations. We send you links to the sources for all of our reporting so that you can further your own investigation and come to your own informed conclusions. High above the agenda-driven circus of mainstream media, we do not run. We do not hide from the truth. Instead, we walk the high wire. If you care about truth, then join us on Instagram, Twitter, Roku, and our website, thehighwire.com.